You're listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of Him 17 Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to our special Join the Conversation show direct from Him 17 in Orlando. Join the Conversation is brought to you by Experian Health. Experian Health, leading the way to help their clients power opportunities to create a better tomorrow. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Todd Yuri. All right, I am Joe Lavelle, and I could not be more excited to be bringing you Join the Conversation with my co-host, Todd Yuri, right here from HIM17. Todd, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Experian Health. You know, I've been here all day long, and this place is just buzzing. Experian Health provides industry-leading revenue cycle management, identity management, patient engagement, and care management solutions that power opportunities in today's value-based healthcare environment. I can't think of a better partner to help make that shift to a value-based world than Experian Health. Absolutely, but we're even more excited about our distinguished guest today, Todd. Regina Holiday, creator of the advocacy movement called The Walking Gallery of Healthcare. Regina, welcome to the show. I am so glad to be back. <laughs> oh, we couldn't be more happy to have you. Regina, tell us all about The Walking Gallery, a little about the background and why sure. there's so many people walking around with great jackets on. Okay, so I was just showing people the jacket I was wearing at this trade show. It's called the MID, the Medical information bureau and on the back of this jacket that i'm currently wearing there are patients with their johnnies open you can see their bottom and people are laughing at that um and i'm like if you paint a person into a painting and you have their johnny open you know immediately that is a patient there is no question it's a patient and so it's a really um it's a joke right but it's also a way to disempower a person take their clothes away, take their status away, take their name away, take everything that makes them, them away. And that's the point that a lot of us advocate from. And that is why the walking gallery has paintings on the back of business suit jackets. Because we take a symbol of power, a symbol of the patriarchy and the idea of these are the important people. And, and then we smack on the back of that a patient story. We take that place of power and we grab it and we go from that place that we were disempowered, right? So, so, so this is a very um, radical notion, the idea that we can take this garment and tell our stories and through those stories then change policy and change the way we talk about healthcare. And I am so very glad that you've joined the movement. Oh, <laughs> me too. Patient engagement is a buzzword, and some organizations will throw that around to, I think, capitalize on the fact that it is a buzzword. But that's the heart. Uh, the patient advocacy and patient engagement is the heart of what is the walking gallery. And to, uh, and to you, what does that mean? When I, when I say patient advocacy, what's your definition of patient engagement? Well, I've actually painted that one. Um, <laughs> had a swirling ring in the, the... When people hear the word engagement in the regular world, it's like, congratulations! Yeah. When's the happy day? <laughs> you know, right. it's like, so so the, the term in healthcare, unfortunately, is oftentimes um, truly a buzzword. It, it, it is poorly utilized. I mean, the idea is... I actually heard, um, you know, last year was patient engagement, and this year we're focused more on MIPS. You know? <laughs> 
it's like, oh my goodness, you should be focused on patients as partners forever <laughs> because that's what healthcare is supposed to be about. So, so I'm not overly fond of that term, no. Um, patient advocacy is important in that you must provide this for everyone you love, right? Because if you have a loved one in the hospital in the current system that we live in today, you better be there as their advocate. Right. Someone has to be. Um, now, I'm what's called a patient activist, so that means I have gone beyond just helping my one loved one patient or my family member patient to the world of health policy and doing everything I possibly can to change healthcare policy on a national, regional, and local basis and make it better for all patients. Regina, I have to tell you, I just cringed when you said that, you know, we're focused on MIPS and not patient engagement this year. Let's forget about that. Let's forget about that happened. Let's talk about providers. How should providers today be looking at patient engagement? What should they be doing? Okay, so, so we're still back to the basics. Patients need to be able to get to their medical record. They need to be able to get to it in a real-time fashion. They need to be able to then amend the medical record and add their own viewpoint of what happened in the patient encounter. All of this needs to be done in a real-time fashion. This is basic stuff that we've been talking about for seven years at this point, okay? Once we get to a basic understanding of access to data, then we can build from there. But until we have this vital step, we can't do a lot. Okay? I mean, everything's a Band-Aid to s fix a situation that it's like having one entire half of the population who cannot read and has no access to books, yet we expect them to have be become part and own it, have skin in the game. You know, how are we going to change healthcare if we don't become equal? All right. Um, I'm going so, off script right I mean, here. Who? here. Regina, so I have two stories. Sure. They're not on my back. This year, I went yeah. to a hospital in Melbourne, Florida. Over Thanksgiving, I went yeah. to visit my mom. Um, it turns out I got some issues related to clotting. And so I go to the hospital. My doctor back home still can't get the records from the hospital in, in Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. Three months. Tell me what I need to sign. Tell me what I need to... Your doctor can't get it. Right. My, That's insane. My doctor at home can't, mm -hmm. still hasn't seen what happened during that emergency room visit. This, for all the seven years, that's nonsense. My medical record at home only has test results. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have progress notes. Right. It doesn't have doctor notes. They've decided that what they expose are blood tests and radiology reports. And, and this, this, okay, it's progress, but I'm not, I'm not good with this. No, it's not good enough. I mean, it's it's the it's like the the reliance on the hard science versus the soft science, right? So this is hard, and we have numbers. Numbers are easy to quantify, and then this is the soft stuff of what the doctor actually said in the encounter. And the soft stuff is what people actually utilize and go home and act upon. So we've got to have that accessible. Which brings us to the Open Notes Project, of course. So Open Notes Project still going strong. The dust study was released in 2012 showing that if patients had access to their data and 80% adherence to medical protocols. Okay, big deal stuff. I mean, this is good, good things. But, you know, it is one of those underfunded projects. It's a nonprofit. It's, it's trying to get the word out nationwide, actually worldwide. It's the idea if we just opened up the notes and made it where people could read them it's going to save lives and it's going to make healthcare better. Regina, what organizations out there, we, I can guess who doesn't get it, but what organizations out there kind of get this concept and are leveraging what is patient engagement and what is the seamless data uh, sharing and who do you think gets it? 
Well, I think there's varying degrees of gets it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's, of course, organizations like Plane Tree that has been working on this for a very, very long time. The idea that there'd be the warm handoff where families and um, doctors are, and the nurses are all together doing a warm handoff. And there's data every single day that you have access to while hospitalized. That's really great. But that's, of course, only the facilities that have bought into the Plane Tree concept and are part of that system. Um, then there's independent little hospitals all over the country that are starting to try to do this kind of thing. Oftentimes, they utilize open notes, of course, to become part of a greater family. There's the learning health system, the idea that we can sort of create a cooperative where everyone's working together within a group, and within that group that we would be able to access data. Of course, outside of the group, you know, that's not open data, right? right. So, so it's one of those things that Geisinger Health was part of the original Open Note study, and they still embrace large portions of that. Beth Israel Deaconess also, you know, understands the importance of releasing those doctor's notes and making it available. Um, there's even a little, in my little part of the country, uh, Garrett County, we have the Garrett Regional Medical Center um, affiliated with WVU that's trying to do some of this stuff. Um, it's just a whole bunch of stops and starts nationwide. Part of the problem is this technology, we need to make it easy to, like, I'm excited to block blockchain and what the possibilities there are. Because, you know, the reason they keep saying we can't get to it on our phones is because it's not secure. It's not secure. It's not encrypted. Well, hey, right. let's, okay, let's encrypt that thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so we can actually get to the data. Right. All right, Regina, what do you have planned for the walking gallery in 2017? I know you got a big event coming up. What else? Well, I had a lot of people die on me this year. <laughs> um, so we lost our first walker in the walking gallery. We lost Jess Jacobs. Um, she was only 29 years old, and her diseases were not fatal. But she was hospitalized and discharged and hospitalized and discharged, and she fell through the cracks, and she died. And then we lost Jerry Matsiak very recently with Lily. He was a major proponent for open clinical trials. So those are two members of the walking gallery gone. So everybody's been saying, Regina, you're painting so many jackets. Regina, you're painting so many jackets. I am painting so many jackets because we do not know when will be our last day in this world. And we have to do what we can to spread these stories and get policy change, right? So what I'm asking everybody to do is work your hardest right now. Uh, we lost a lot of our infrastructure in healthcare this year. A lot of our Fred friends are gone now. They've moved on. They're in private industry. We've got to start building those networks again. We've got to find out who are the people who are going to be working toward these goals in this new administration. Because healthcare should be bipartisan. We should all be working together for patients. So I'm going to work my darndest to make sure that we get these things and they happen as soon as possible. All right. You have a big event coming up in May. Tell us about that Oh, event. yeah. Cinderblocks Conference. So we will be on our fourth year of the Cinderblocks Conference in Grantsville, Maryland. We have fire dancers. Uh, traditionally, Ross Martin sings, and he's a doctor. We have other people who are in healthcare and the arts all get together and just have an amazing time meeting each other, learning about each other, mentoring each other so they can speak out and get these stories around the world. Um, so that will be happening May 18th through 20th. And of course, we'd love you to come down. We have, I have an arts building that I've created in Grantsville, Maryland, that we have people who are staying there. Um, they're coming out and just enjoying the, you know, a beautiful surroundings in Appalachia 
with almost no Wi-Fi and, <laughs> <laughs> and learning what it's like for the rural part of America to actually implement the stuff we're talking about. Outstanding. So Joe always brings his crystal ball to the HIMSS conference, and we always put it on the table and, and ask uh, our guests about the evolution of, of their passion. So where do you see patient engagement evolving over the next three to five years? <sighs> well, I mean, I want it to become patent partnership. And that's what we really need to be at. Right. So, so just like your smartphone changed everything. You, uh, who has a camera anymore nowadays? Right. Right. I mean, a flashlight. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's all gone, right? Because this one device. And I, I think we have to have that same kind of equalizing thing happen within healthcare. I mean, I know people talk about the tricorder project, but that's really focused more on doctors. Mm -hmm. We've got to have that utilization of technology. And some of this may be legislation to make sure that we can do telehealth across state borders. Because there is no reason why you should not be able to get a lot of the medical care that you need through your phone. Absolutely. Amen on uh, cross straight borders for telemedicine. Um, but that's a whole nother show. That's and another another walnut we can crack a different day. <laughs> exactly. Regina, what are your top couple goals while you're here at HIMSS? Well, I've been walking around all the booths today, which is really exciting. Um, tomorrow and the next day I'll be in the conduit booth a painting. Uh, which is always exciting as well because people come to me and I don't have to walk quite as much. Um, but I've really enjoyed how nice everybody is this year. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but very nice. People are very nice this year. Maybe it's sunny Orlando. Maybe it's the sunshine, vitamin <laughs> All D. All I can think is it's, you know, it. yeah, there's some sun and it, it's, well, it does make a difference. <laughs> we're long past meaningful use stages one and two, which were much You know, more. I did a painting that... I did meaningful use one and two, and then three was like a ghost. And um, people were like, oh, you're painting like a ghost. I'm like, I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. <laughs> this was years ago. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Have you ever painted a pharmacy-specific yes. jacket? Well, not well, jacket, paintings, yes. I've paintings. done canvas work specific to pharmacy. Um, I've done pharma. I've done pharma-based, like clinical trials and right. things like that. But there's not been a lot of requests from the world of pharmacy right. to join the walking gallery. There's we should do that. Yeah, I should have you on the pharmacy yeah. podcast show. Yeah, but I have done paintings about it. So the script your future competition. Oh, okay. I painted about that. Very so, good. Yeah. Regina, I'll give you the chance to answer this. I get asked all the time, certainly when I'm wearing my jacket, how would somebody else join the movement and uh, oh. potentially get a jacket of their own? So all they have to do is Facebook or tweet or email me and say, I would like to join the walking gallery. And then I send them back this post that says, how do you join the walking gallery? And it gives them all the information. But the major hangups, if a person doesn't join, it's usually because of this. Um, one, you have to tell your story, right? So it's supposed to be your story. Um, your center, why you care so very much. Uh, two, because you have to be on social media. So some doctors, some individuals are not out, right? They do not. And you really do have to be on social media. We are a uh, flash mob. So we organize via social media. So that means Facebook, Twitter. I need to be able to communicate with you. Uh, after that, the major thing is it's your jacket and it does need to be a jacket. That is a business suit jacket or a blazer. It's not a jean jacket. Okay. 
Very good. Awesome. Regina, it looks like we're up against the clock. Before we let you go, where can people go to learn more about the great work you're doing with the oh, Walking Down? I'm Regina Holiday, like everywhere. So you can find me <laughs> Regina Holiday on Pinterest and on Twitter and on Facebook. So uh, LinkedIn, you try to find me, you will find me. All right. Just Google Regina Holiday and the Walking Gallery at the same time, there and you go. will get everything you need to know. Two L's, double L. Double L, yes. Perfect. Regina, it was so great having you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining us, making the time. Absolutely. It was our pleasure. Oh, uh, indeed. And uh, Todd, that's going to wrap this broadcast from Him 17 One more time, a quick shout out to Experian Health. On behalf of our guests, Regina Holiday and my co-host, Todd Yuri. I'm Joe Lavelle, and we know you'll stay tuned for more of Intrepid Healthcare's great coverage of Join the Conversation from Orlando. Smarter business decisions, a better bottom line, stronger relationships with patients. That's what more than 3,000 hospitals and health systems and 7,000 other healthcare providers, 60% of all U.S. healthcare organizations are experiencing as partners of Experian Health. Experian Health provides industry-leading revenue cycle management, identity management, patient engagement, and care management solutions that power opportunities in today's value-based healthcare environment. Find out for yourself by going to www.experian.com forward slash healthcare. Bookmark that site to keep abreast of Experian Health's transformative service offerings.